Welcome to the Contract Artist Podcast. I'm Annie Travis, formerly known as Annie Wyrock, the founder and creator of Modern Material. In this series, I'll reveal the true story behind my company started by a group of women who work for Les Wexner. I'll provide detailed insight into the billionaire's brain that built the brands of Victoria's Secret, Pink, Bath & Body Works, The Limited, Limited 2, Express, Abercrombie & Fitch, Lane Bryant, Licenza, and more. Most importantly, I will take you on a tour of the music industry to teach you about their illegal business activities to con artists into contracts that not only steal the rights to their souls, but claim ownership of their body's brand name. Where I come from, Victoria wasn't human, and Bath & Body Works didn't sell bodies. If Heidi, Giselle, Naomi, Alessandra, Adriana, Tyra, or any of the angels wanted to quit their job, the brands we built would not go out of business. But if Britney Spears, Billie Eilish, Kanye West, Prince, or Michael Jackson wanted to quit their jobs, a lot of people profiting off their work would lose a lot of money. Do you remember when Prince changed his name to that symbol in the 90s? That was his way of rebranding his body because his name did not belong to himself. The people in my company saw a multi-billion dollar market opportunity. All we wanted to know was why the biggest sex symbol in history was only selling expensive cheap t-shirts no material girl would be caught dead in. Instead of making merchandising deals, I'd be taught that I'd end up dead if I didn't obey the rules of the boys club in the music business. I'd lose hundreds of thousands of dollars chasing my dream, but I got a free education from the devil's advocates in the city of angels. As a designer for dozens of major retailers and Les Wexner's brands, it was my job to create a product with the lowest cost that can be sold at the highest price customers will be willing to pay. If a tour t-shirt costs $40, it's because the fans know they won't be able to go home with the souvenir to show off the show they just saw. The actual cost of a generic mass-produced t-shirt made in China and imported to the US is approximately $2 per unit at wholesale. An Abercrombie & Fitch t-shirt with all the bells and whistles also cost $40. So where is the markup on tour t-shirts? Couldn't our team come in and improve the product quality and shopping experience of the tour merch business? If four females could leave a Madonna concert empty-handed, there was something seriously wrong with the merchandise being sold in her store. I spent months planning my outfit to look like Madonna, and all I could buy was an ugly t-shirt screen printed with a photo of my childhood idol. I wanted something to cherish, but I left like a virgin. The market void was so massive that I had an army fighting for the opportunity to do business with me. 
but somebody decided to get greedy. I'd even end up working with the man who discovered Madonna and signed her to her first record deal. The music industry was salivating to get involved with my fashion company, but they didn't want to share the profit with me. They wanted to force me and our manufacturers to work for free. Our industry doesn't exploit labor workers. If we did, we'd be on the line for operating sweatshops. So we outsource production to foreign countries where labor is a fraction of the minimum wage in the U.S. to increase margins. All the money from merchandise made in China and sold in the U.S. isn't going to China. It's going to the fat cats invested in U.S. corporations. Les Wexner paid us a pretty penny to work in Ohio with a posh travel budget. So I don't have much to complain about. It's the music industry that has really gotten to me. If a big box retailer, like Walmart, wants to sell a cosmetic bag for $20, as the designer, it is my job to make sure the factory in China sells it for no more than $2 per unit. As the cost of creation, product development, materials, labor, shipping, taxes, tariffs, and marketing get baked into the cost of goods, it can cost no more than $10 to give the retailer a 50% margin. When online shopping began eliminating the middleman or the malls, the supply chain took a serious beating. The retail store selling the consumer products we made in China and sold in the United States began closing at rapid speeds. That's when our team attempted to open up a new distribution channel on tours where thousands of fans walked through venue doors each night. Why was I selling couture to the rich while Madonna was selling crap to the masses? I didn't have enough customers to manufacture my own fashion line inspired by Madonna's iconic style, so I had to make everything myself. For years, the question was presented to the music industry, but they didn't want to partner with me. They wanted to con me into a contract to exploit my talent and steal Les Wexner's resources so they could build their own empire. It wouldn't be until Jeffrey Epstein was arrested at the Teterboro Airport where I spent dozens of hours commuting between Columbus and New York on Les's private jet, that I learned the truth about my business partner and lawyer. The story about how Epstein gained control of Les's money sounded very similar to how people were trying to gain control over my company. The contract artist tried to coerce me to sign a licensing deal for a pop star married to a Victoria's Secret angel, but the devil hadn't met Les Wexner's women. We documented every detail of their crimes and presented a written performance review on our lawyer attempting to extort equity and shake me down 
to become the chief operating officer of Modern Material. I told my partner, hell no, she's fired. He withdrew from the company, stating that Modern Material was no longer a viable business opportunity. That was the moment I knew he was in on something else I didn't know about. I just wouldn't know why until Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in his jail cell and I went back to read thousands of emails. Who were these people? On this podcast, I'll read some of my most explosive emails, accusing them of conspiring against me instead of protecting our company in the contract. My emotions were heightened by grooming me to believe that my wildest dreams would come true if I signed a contract and promised to never back out. I was severely psychologically abused through grooming, love bombing, manipulation, misrepresentation, triangulation, gaslighting, and other tactics to make me believe that I needed to stop documenting my experience in writing. It didn't work because Les Wexner's human resources taught me to maintain a written log of inappropriate behavior if we ever needed to fire an employee. However, human traffickers don't want to leave a time-stamped paper trail of their crimes. If there are other victims of these contract artists who engage in what I call talent trafficking, I hope they will come forward and tell their stories too. The recording artists have been trying to speak out against the record business for decades, but nobody is actually listening to what they are saying. I will be searching for artists who have had a similar experience to interview about their deal with the devil. Did they get lured into the city of angels with big dreams of becoming stars? Did their parents hand their children over to a pedophile ring where their kids were sexually abused in Hollywood? What really is the price you are willing to pay for fame? I'll also analyze songs from some of the biggest stars in the world to compare stories hidden in their lyrics. When Billie Eilish says, for the debt I owe, I gotta sell my soul, cause I can't say no, no I can't say no. And the song, Bury a Friend, what does she mean? I was there the day my partner recruited Billie and her brother Phineas. She was 13 years old. I'd like to talk to recording artists or other people in professions that have been held to a debt they need to pay before they can terminate a contract to quit their job. Personally, I will never know what happens after you say yes, because I said no. Technically, I said no to allowing the lawyer my partner introduced to the company to represent modern material in the contract that stole my rights. That's how I knew something fishy was going on.
During this podcast series, I'll have a guest psychologist discuss the traumatizing effects of the process as we unravel the racket used to steal the talent's intellectual property and send their bodies on tour like circus animals to sell tickets and t-shirts. I'm Annie Travis and full episodes of The Contract Artist by Modern Material will premiere this fall. If you're an artist, designer, or a small business in the US, I'd like to invite you to join season one to market your products or services in our fictional story. Please leave me a voicemail on Anchor or send an email to annie at modernmaterial.com and I may share your questions, comments, or schedule an interview. Thank you for listening. 